0: Hey everyone, what is going on? This is Scriptwriter Steve. You are listening to Barbecue 2 Movies. And today is December 7th, 2020. And for those of you who don't know, back in 1941, here on Oahu, on December 7th, the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor. And this is where World War II basically got its start. Um, You know, the Americans, we got real mad after that happened. And we just... Got into the war, feet and head first, and then it ended. It was a bloody thing, but huh, you know it wasn't going to end without United States getting involved, and we got involved and took care of business. So you know I have a, some business to take care of today. I just finished eating some barbecue here, but my business includes talking business here. You know I'm going to be talking about not too much about barbecue today, not too much about movies right now. But I am gonna be talking about COVID, get some politics out of the way, and then we'll end on that note. So, uh, stand by, I'm gonna pay some bills here. So about, I think it's about 30 second, one minute commercial. And after that, we are gonna get into it. Alrighty, are you still there? Hope that commercial wasn't too long for you. Let's get right into this COVID. Uh, 2020, it was looking all good, and then COVID happened. Ruined my life, ruined my business, my wedding business. Uh, oh boy, what can I say about that? Um, let's see here. I think every month we were doing about 15 to 20 weddings, and it was my bread and butter. And then what happened was that COVID happened, and now I think I did two weddings since March two weddings since March. You know, I I kind of, I've kind of accepted it because I've kind of dipped my toes back into the entertainment industry and I started doing some other creative products and uh, I was able to pay some bills doing that. And I may be going back into the entertainment industry, something which I am kind of about 90% against, but I'm still 10% open-minded. I love doing weddings because money is easy. It's it's like, you know, and then I I work at the beach. So So, you know, it's just really working and getting paid a pretty good amount of money just for just going to the beach and watching people fall in love. And I liked it. Much better than working in the the entertainment industry. I'll tell you that. You know, I'm not sure why people want to work there. Okay, so let's get into this COVID thing. Um, Now, as you may know, I'm a compulsive researcher. And that pretty much is the reason why, you know, I am a writer. You know, my first instinct is that of a storyteller. And I always go back to that. Because my entire life is all about storytelling, whether or not I'm doing weddings or investing to a stock. And, you know, being a good storyteller, just researching. And when I, you know, even if I'm typing out a Facebook post, I do tons of research. So, and I have friends and friends who do research for me too. So, you know, when it comes to this COVID thing, it's very interesting because the, um, you know, I've never seen science to be agenda-driven as much as when it came down to COVID. Almost everything that President Trump had said, there were some scientists who just sided against him, who just were against him because it came from his mouth. And every single thing that the, pres- that the president said was proven wrong. He proved the experts wrong. Now, how could you be an expert if you're always wrong, right? Remember when he said that the vaccines will be available before the end of the year? Well, lo and behold, they're available for the, before the end of the year. Now, right now, they're not officially, officially available because the FDA went from warp speed to worm speed for some reason because it only takes, from what I read, 24 to 48 hours at this point right now to approve the, those vaccines. Now, I'm not sure if you're a pro-vaxxer or anti-vaxxer or whatever you are. We're just talking about the science here. And, you know, we can get a little bit more into that science later on. But, you know, Trump had said, hey, there's going to be a vaccine ready by before the end of the year, and lo and behold, there are a handful of them. In fact, over there in Great Britain, the Pfizer vaccine is developed in Britain. They greenlit it before a year. So, hmm, yeah, okay, that's all I have to say. Oh, and uh, uh, I was going to talk about, talk about hydroxychloroquine, but we'll get into that. I'll get into that afterwards. So right now, at this moment, it looks like, the entire world. and We're t- even talking about Sweden and South Korea and Japan. Um, everyone's going through a second or third wave. Um, infections are higher in many countries than they ever were. Ever were. Other than China, China is like flatlined, and I'm not. I'm not even sure if I believe that. I mean, they had their spike of maybe eighty thousand, which I don't believe, and then it's been close to zero until, until hmm it's been basically zero for forever. I haven't seen a spike. In fact, they're going through no spike right now. Now, is that the truth? I don't really think so. But if, but if it is the truth, huh? that makes me think, what is going on? Well, you know, what's really strange that I find that President Xi, or is he called President Xi? Or Prime Minister Chi? Or, or, or whatever his name. Z? Was it Z? X-O-I. How do, how do, I, how do I even say that name? X-I-Z. President Z, right? Or, but anyway, that communist dictator Z, uh, we'll call him that, he never got COVID at all. And here we have leaders from every single country, from Great Britain, Brazil, even President Trump getting infected. Yet his cabinet doesn't seem to be infected. Isn't that interesting? Now, this happened, I mean, this is where COVID started from. Well, apparently, that's what we think, right? And, um, you would think that he would have been infected by now or some other higher up cabinet members. Do they have a vaccine or a treatment for it that they're not telling at us? You know, usually when people who create, you know, create the venom have the anti-venom. I'm just telling you that. So, you know, there's something there. Something doesn't make sense. I would think that maybe some of their high level cabinet members would have got infected, but that didn't happen. Hmm. It makes things that make you go, hmm, right? So COVID right now seems to be spreading around the world despite social distancing and despite wearing a mask. South Korea and Japan, all right, they were they have been wearing masks religiously. Religiously, every single day, in and out, ever since the whole pandemic started. And um and, and by the way, South Korea never locked up. They never, ever, ever locked up like how America locked up or how China locked up. Things were always open, right? They would close down certain things. Like, say, for example, if you had an outbreak in a church, they would close down that church or that nightclub. They would close down that nightclub. But other than that, they kept everything open and they just wore a mask. And for the most part, they had everything under control. Now, I have a very close friend who has family over there. Her parents live over there. And she said they have hydroxychloroquine and azithromycin on call there. In fact, the hydroxychloroquine and azithromycin, that treatment came from South Korea. And they were using that as a prophylaxis. In fact, in her, in her house, the doctors had prescribed hydroxychloroquine to her parents. And from there, if they were to get sick, they would just pop the pill real easily. So they would just immediately go to testing they would get isolated and start popping those pills. And about, they, they, um, I guess in about a week and a half, they'd be fine. So, um, but anyway, they're going through through a third wave right now. And they have more infections than they ever had before. Same thing with Japan. Same thing with America. And americas we're, we're all wearing masks. Yet, you know what? You know, infections are spreading. So what, what does this say? Now, do these masks work? I, you know, there's, there's science on both sides. Um, you know you can you can get a study where they say it does work, and there's a study that says it doesn 't work for me you know i 'm trying to list i 'm trying to make you know figure out what the whole whole narration out of this entire thing is. I know that the CDC came up with a study, and in this study it was very interesting because of those who were infected eighty five percent of those people wore masks regularly get that, and only two to three percent or who, those who didn't wear masks were infected. Now, we're not saying that, they were saying that, oh, well, this doesn't conclude that you know masks are not effective. But if masks were effective, then why did those 85% get infected? I mean, you have to ask yourself this question. And to me, I think when I take a look, when I wear a mask, I fidget with it a lot. And, and, if, and say, for example, if there is COVID around there and it's on top of my mask, which is just a bandana, and I pull it down to my chin and then I move it back up there. I have, and my hands are most touching everything. There's a concentrated amount on top of that bandana or that, or that cloth mask. And if, if, if I'm touching it with my hands and touching it with my mouth after, then I'm giving myself COVID. So, um, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not really sure if that cloth mask is even effective or if it, or if it um, makes things worse. Now I did read a study over there in Israel, that said that they they studied two two countries next next to each other. I, I'm not sure which which countries they were, but they're over there in the Middle East. And apparently, one doesn't wear masks very often, and one does, and the infection had spread exponentially at the same rate. So they concluded that well, mask maybe mask doesn't work. I mean, maybe it really has no effect. So. I don't know where you want to put it up with that. I don't know where you want to draw your conclusions. I I do know that though that um, if you people who are wearing masks are taking it kind of to the extreme, where they're wearing gloves and a mask in a car, or they're going jogging outside on the beach alone and wearing a mask because they think COVID is in the air, and it, it is completely insane. Um, you know, I I saw a guy wearing. I saw a guy wearing a mask and not wearing a motorcycle helmet. I mean, what is that all about, right? I mean, I I, I just like the, the insanity is completely. Uh, I guess people are just so paranoid right now about COVID and so fearful that, well, they could possibly give it to someone and they could spread it to someone and then that person could possibly kill someone. All these if then those types of things and you know six degrees of ways you're going to actually kill someone and um. For myself, I don't like to wear a mask at all. I mean, I completely flat out hate it. When I go outside, I don't wear a mask. Um, when I go inside stores, I do because I have to. And what I'm wearing is a bandana because I have asthma and I can't breathe with that um that really big N95 or that surgical mask. Um, you know, I'm already short of breath just walking around usually because um you know my my air tubes are and my my uh, lung capacity is not as great as regular people. So, um, you know, when I, I wear this like bandana and I kind of roll it up there into a little small, small little triangle, not the big triangle that goes, that goes down your neck. And it really makes no sense. I mean, it really makes no difference. I mean, I could breathe so easily there and the mask can come in, the 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 virus can come in every which way. And um, <laughs> so I haven't gotten the, the disease here, knock on wood yet. Um, but, you know, that could be also because I'm social distancing, making sure, you know, I'm, I'm washing my hands a lot. And also maybe because I'm also taking some quercetin and zinc. And I've talked about that before. I'll touch upon that later on. But if you're not on quercetin and zinc, you should be. Because this stuff, it, they, they use it as a prophylaxis um, over there in a lot of hospitals in the mainland. I I was told to use that from other doctors who are on the front line and who have used it, and they have not gotten infected yet. So um now, let's see, let's see here. You know, you know the Trump. Trump had a rally this past weekend. It was great. It was really great. Um, and um, he said out there, and he's been saying this a lot, I'm getting a lot of heat from it. He says we're turning the curve on the on the I guess on the disease, right? On COVID, we're we're rounding the corner, and we're seeing infections go up. So how can he be rounding the corner? And a lot of this, well, first of all, he's very optimistic. He doesn't want you to say, oh, no, death is around the corner. He wants you to see light around the corner. And one thing you have to know about President Trump is that he's a very optimistic person. And part of this comes down probably to his personality, probably be part being part of... You know, part of a businessman. Myself as a businessman, I always tell people, well, we're rounding the corner to this and there's luxury. Even if even if the sky is falling, we still always view the glass as half full. You know, we never say, Oh my God. And, and this happens a lot at weddings, like where things are just happening. You know, rain can be pouring, the bride could have lost her ring and everything. We say, Don't worry, we're gonna get this handled and everything gets handled, right? But you have to you have to have a positive outlook on life, and if you want to accomplish things, and the light is always around the corner. As bad as it may look, you have to be positive. So, but there is positive news regarding um, COVID and how we can round the corner. Because number one, vaccines—they they look effective. They're—they're they're creating antibodies, and again, more people, less people are dying from this. Less and less people are dying from this right now. Infections are up okay now deaths are at about twenty five hundred a day okay that's that's not good, right? One is too much, but back in March or in April, deaths were at two thousand five hundred a day, and we had a lot less infections back then we We had about twenty thousand infections. Now we had 250,000 inf- 250, people infected and only twenty five hundred deaths so that means the infections I mean, more people are getting infected, yes. But it's not as lethal as it was before. And the reason why it's not as lethal is because we know how to treat this well. And as long as your doctor treats you well and you get tested and then treated properly, that's the the number one thing. You have to get properly treated. Then then everything is going to be okay. COVID is not a death sentence. Um, I know a lot of people who have gotten COVID Um, I'll share some stories later on about it, but, um, they didn't die. It's very rare that you die. Very, 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 very rare. So that's the good news. So we are rounding the corner. We're, we're learning more about it. People are surviving it. The survival rate is 99.9% for most people. Now, if you're elderly over the age of, I think 70, now your, your survival rate is still 94%. That's still really good. That's still very, 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 very good. Right now, I think we're at about two hundred eighty-eight thousand people who have died in America. Which is that's way too high, of course, way too high. But did you know that that from medical malpractice every year, two hundred fifty thousand Americans die from medical malpractice. You get a lip filler or a boob job, or you know, you go there get your stomach stapled, or any type of thing, right? You know, there's two hundred fifty thousand Americans that die from doctors. So, so you're not fearing doctors at all. You're, you're, you have no fear of doctors, right? So doctors right now are killing, you know, are are, are killing a lot of patients by accident. But there's no one saying, "Wow, we don't, there's no tally every single day, like how many doctors have, you know, how many people have killed doc, well, got to kill by doctors, right? Every single day. Now, if there would be, you you probably be be freaked out, right? You, but then there's none. Okay, so. And and it's not to say we shouldn't take COVID, COVID, not seriously, but we we should, and we shouldn't. We even should take medical malpractice seriously, but that's how rare it is to die from this. Okay, so, and also I wanted to talk a point up, bring this up. Okay, COVID is not the fault of President Trump. It was made from the Chinese, and it got here, and then. Every single country out there is going through a third wave. It didn't. It doesn't matter what their, regu- I guess, how they handled it. Um, they, they're all going through a third wave. And our population here in America, we just have a lot of people here, a lot more than other countries. You know, people say, oh, wow, you have 250,000 deaths. Of course, but we have 350 million people. So if you take that 350 million people and you take... You take, say, for example, Europe, and you bunch all the countries together to get to get two hundred fifty million. You'll get around the same number of deaths, about two hundred eighty-eight thousand. So it's it's happening. People are dying at the same same percentage, and it's again you can't blame President Trump on it. He did it. You know, I mean, he actually did the best he could, and he actually did it best than than uh, Biden did it. Biden and Obama. Let's not forget during the Obama Biden administration there was the swine flu and fifty to sixty million Americans got infected with the swine flu. Could you imagine that? 50 to 60 million Americans. We're not even close to that infection rate here in America. There's 50 to 60 million Americans. It's is not happening there with COVID. You know, we're we're still in the in the low double digits. So, you know, you, you think about that. I think we're we're at 14.7 million right now. 14.7 million COVID infections with with a virus that's way more infectious than the flu. Obama and Biden had 50 to 60 million infections. And they think they they did a better job than Trump with a virus that was less infectious. That's all politics for you, all right? Now, I wanted to also clarify one thing because... That I read in the news that Sweden was locking down again. Well, I can tell you that they're not. Absolutely, they're not locking down. They're not embracing a lockdown. You know, they're not telling their businesses to shut down 100%. They're not telling their people to stay home. Not at all. Right now, they are limiting their alcohol sales, and they're limiting large gatherings. They're saying, hey, if you have a party, keep it down to a size of eight people. Before, they were saying, keep it down to a size of 300 people, um, certain schools like high schoolers they're saying why don't you just stay home for the time being that's all and uh, they just want to try to and they're not closing down restaurants they're not closing down businesses they're not they're not saying hey Sweden we're not we're not, we're not closing down tourism and there's no nationwide mask mandate over there in Sweden all right so <laughs> the news is just being fake about Sweden Sweden you know installing a, a national lockdown 100% fake news all right and um so uh, I want to go over the numbers right here again. So in April, we saw 200, 2,500 daily deaths. And uh, we had an 80,000 a day infection rate back then. So right now, um, I'm looking at the numbers here on the website. Wow. So we're looking at close to around, close to around a 650,000 daily infection rate right now. That's huge. That's a big, big number. But we only have 2,500 daily, a daily rate death of 2,500. That's out of, out of 650,000. So again, it's a lot less deadly. It's a lot more contagious, but a lot less deadly. And uh, again, like I said, one is too much, okay? One is too much. Now, here's the very interesting thing we know about viruses, though. The more um, viruses do, involve, do evolve, and this is an RNA virus, so it will eventually evolve, but usually, as viruses evolve, they become more infectious, but they become less deadly. So this may, this may, it could be. Don't quote me on this. I'm not a scientist, but I've been reading a lot about this. Um, this may change things because as, as the coronavirus again becomes more infectious, the odds are of it to kill you go way, way, way down. And uh, so, like for example, my my grandmother who has Alzheimer's, her caretaker. Her caretaker um, got infected with COVID, and then um, I believe she gave it to her husband. Her husband is much older than her, and her husband is bedridden with pneumonia, and he got COVID on top of pneumonia. And when he went over in there to the hospital, he was given convalescent plasma immediately, and then he lucked out because he got the good the good convalescent plasma, and he got better. Now they did, um, they did. I think they knocked him out for maybe about a day. Because um, just, just so his body could rest. But again, he came, out, he came out of it and he was COVID free, but he still had pneumonia. So he had to stay inside of the, the hospital for about a week or two more to get rid of his pneumonia. And, um, and right now he's still bedridden. He came out and he's still battling with pneumonia, but he has no COVID. Back in the day, back in we're talking like in March, when we say back in the day, COVID would have killed him. So it's much different right now. much different. So, um, and get this, get this now. There's a, because Trump got infected, there's this entire, this entire like a story that infection, reinfection is possible, that Trump could possibly get it again. And while that is true, we say that's, that's very, very true. There's only one confirmed case in the United States of a reinfection. And he and it was from this um, younger younger dude. Um, he was um, he was he had a light case the first time, and then his second infection was just a bit more serious. The first time he had a runny nose. The second time he had a cough, and a little harder time breathing, and he, and he was tired. But he has since then recovered with zero drugs. So he didn't take the hydroxychloroquine or the remdesivir or nothing, no convalescent plasma. And um, worldwide, there's only been four other four reinfection cases, and many of them. Uh, these of these four, I think one of them that died was a person who was on um, cancer treatment. So they, they 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 um after they recovered, they started their chemotherapy again. That killed off their immune system, and they got reinfected with COVID. Well, that makes a lot of sense, right? Because you know the common cold or anything can kill you when you're on chemotherapy. So what does that mean? So there's 14.7 million cases in the U.S. One out of fourteen point seven million cases in the us one was reinfected. just one. So your odds are if you're reinfected, it's one out of one one out of fourteen point seven million cases in the us. One out of fourteen point seven. Now it's one your chances of getting struck by lightning, by the way, is one in five hundred thousand. <laughs> your chances of getting struck by lightning twice is about one in one point3 million. But your chances of getting reinfected twice with COVID is one in 14.7 million. Hmm. So <laughs> if you get reinfected with COVID, you are the unluckiest dude in the world. I mean, I would like hunker down because you're probably going to get struck by lightning twice. And get this. There's, there's only four other cases of reinfection in the world. And how many, of, how many infections do we have in the world? million infections in the world and there's only four cases of being reinfected. So take that into mind. Now, take that into mind. Now, let's go back to the convalescent plasma stuff real quick. When I said that my, um, my, my, my grandmother's caretaker's husband got the good convalescent plasma. Um, there is such thing as good, good convalescent plasma and bad convalescent plasma. Um, when we, when we create antibodies, say, for example, if I got COVID and my friend next to me had COVID too, when we create antibodies, our antibodies will look very much different and our antibodies would be stronger or weaker. And just because we've had um, COVID-19 before and we donate our plasma, it doesn't mean our antibodies are equally as strong. I may have stronger ones or that other person may have stronger ones. So what they did is that they've actually created a test um, and it's kind of like a dipstick where you dip it into the blood of your, or dip it into the plasma and you pull it out and you see um, how much of these antibodies stick to this, stick to this kind of little, little dipstick right there under the microscope. And if you now stick, you got good, good convalescent plasma. If, you don't, if a lot of them don't stick to there, then you have antibodies that don't stick to COVID, right? So that's not good. And they're finding maybe in a batch of maybe 10, there's only, I think, one out of 10 that are very good antibodies that you could use to donate to everyone. But in most states, including here in Hawaii, they're just saying, hey, if you had COVID, just donate your plasma. So you have a one out of 10 chance of getting a good antibody that may actually work. The other nine, they, they may say they, they'll just go straight to your body to be completely useless. Absolutely useless. So don't think for a second that... That's just because someone, you're going to get, you know, convalescent plasma, hey, you know, everything's going to be okay. Um, what's better is what President Trump got, was which were those um, Regeneron, um, those antibodies, those synthetic antibodies from Regeneron. And there's going to be one coming out next year in March or so um, from Distributive Bio, which are synthetic antibodies that make these, they stick really strongly to these, um, the, the, the coronavirus, making it smooth as a baby's butt. So once it's smooth as a baby's butt, then you know um that 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 uh, um the COVID will just go straight through you and you won't have to you don't have to even worry about getting sick. And once therapies are out and they're effective, you no longer have to worry about COVID as much. Um it's pretty much like AIDS, like or HIV. Um there's at one point where people thought we would have to have a vaccine vaccine for HIV. But right now, we just have very good therapies. In fact, they're so good that people can be um, sexually active with HIV and not pass it on. That's how good the therapies are right now for HIV. So um, this is where we're going to go with, again, once these effective therapies come out and the vaccines come out, um, that's where the light is at the end of the tunnel and everything should be good. So this is where we are right now, guys. And that's my rant on COVID. That's my rant on COVID. Oh, by the way, one more thing, you know, Rudy Giuliani has COVID, so we have to keep him in our prayers, right? So next, next segment here, I'm going to be talking a little bit about politics here. I want to chime in on that, um, real quick break and then I'll be back. Another sponsor has got to do my little sponsorship thing. So I get, so I get paid a little here. I can't do all this for free. Right. So I'll be right back guys. So Rudy Giuliani has COVID. Well, I hope he does good. Keeping him in my prayers, right? But um, from what I read in Trump's latest tweet that um, he seems to be doing okay, he's in the hospital, but I think he's there because he's getting Regeneron. Um, They're not out there saying it, but I'm pretty sure he is. Um, President Trump, he recommends people getting Regeneron at first. Um, Strangely, people reject his advice. I don't know why people reject President Trump's advice. If I, if President Trump ever came with to me with advice, I would probably take it full, wholeheartedly, and say, "All right, I'll take it with a big spoonful," and say, "You're, you're the man," because uh, for some reason he knows, he seems to have a really good instinct on things. Um, you remember Ben Carson? Um, his, uh, um, I think he's the the housing, of uh, housing, urban development guy, the black guy. But well, anyway. He came down with COVID and he ended up taking these holistic medicines. And they weren't, I think for about a week or two, they weren't working. Now, Trump immediately told him, take Regeneron. But Ben Carson, who's a doctor, that's Dr. Carson, he's a brain surgeon. And he said, no, no, Mr. Trump, um, Mr. President, I think I'll try this, this holistic way. I want to stay away from the Regeneron. And uh, he, he didn't feel good. And then Trump told him, take the Regeneron. Finally, he did, and in about two days, Ben Carson was on his feet and good. Could you imagine that? If he would have just listened to Donald Trump earlier. Now, I bet, I'm pretty much putting money on this, is that I bet President Trump told Giuliani, hey, we need you out there in the field, in court. I need you out there yesterday so you get on this Regeneron. And that's why, in, when, in order to get on Regeneron, they want, they first of all, they want to like, you know, Put an IV into you it 's not a little injection it 's like a little IV bag they 're going to put into you and they want to monitor your, monitor your vitals to make sure you know nothing else happens because there's a possibility that these synthetic antibodies may not be 100 percent up on the up and up right so uh, but you know we'll see what's going to happen we'll see so um, there's some pretty other interesting uh, news out here so over there in Michigan, a judge ordered a forensic examination of 22 Dominion machines, and you know, the, there's a real big question is that if there is any voter fraud there or not. But I have a question: is that why wouldn't Dominion, if they stand behind their product, why don't they just show, show the Republicans, show Rudy Giuliani, and just shut them up? Because, you know, just show them your algorithms and say, hey, look at this. You know, we're we're on the up and up. You can be trusted. Take a look at this forensic audit, all you want. There's nothing to see here, right? There's nothing, nothing, nothing to see here. Now, the Democrats keep saying that's the reason why Trump doesn't want to show his taxes because he's trying to hide something. Now, there may be there may be some truth to that. Or it may be for the fact that, hey, you know, Trump is under audit and he doesn't want to put that out to the public. Who knows? Those those two arguments are very, very valid. I'm not going to joke about that. Now, but what I really find strange is that the, you know, Dominion, again, doesn't want anyone to see what their algorithm is like. They don't want anyone to investigate what it's like. And and the and the press is pretty much okay with it. They're pretty much okay having voting machines, they know nothing about, nothing how the how the software works, and having them in charge of our elections. It, I I just don't understand that. A machine, a voting software that even Canada, no, Dominion's from Canada, that Canada will not use these Dominion machines because they said, well, we, you can't trust them. Texas has said that. In fact, many, con- many other countries have said you can't use them. And the only place where they have been used, they, <laughs> where Dominion machines have been used, and Smartmatic machines, are where, is where voter fraud has been, has been under, I guess, under suspicion because of these machines. So Venezuela, Argentina, areas in Brazil, right? They've all used these machines. So um, very interesting there. So um, anyway, what's also more interesting is that Supreme Court Justice Alito is very active over there in Pennsylvania. And he wants this case to be going to the Supreme Court right away. Uh, He has now ordered that any mail-in ballots after 8 p.m. be separated from the total tally count. He did this earlier earlier on, but he 's being more proactive he wants he wants this court case in the hands of the Supreme Court as soon as possible now what does that mean i 'm not sure, but he wants to make a ruling on it before I think December 14th or or whenever they're going to actually um, you know um, start casting those electoral ballot or those electoral votes so but um, what I want to really talk about aside from all of this is um, how biden 's victory is, and I read this I read this article. I'm gonna I'm gonna basically try to, try to sum it up for you. Biden's victory is st- statistically impossible, or statistically implausible. And what's very very wild about this claim is that a lot of polling metrics uh, have have um, said that it how they they're they're pretty much wondering how Biden got to this 80 million votes. It doesn't make any sense because you know Trump won every single category. He got more of the black vote. He got more of the white vote. He got more of the Asian vote. He got more votes. He, he got he, he got he got more votes than he did when he first ran for president. He got more votes than Obama. And where did Joe Biden get these eighty million votes from? Because in all the exit polls, all of his numbers are down. I mean, he only won. He only performed better in four counties, better than Hillary Clinton in four precincts. Just four. In the entire United States now those four are the ones in question so it just so happens to be that those four pushed him to the 80 million and how did that happen where are all these people where are all these people now there is an article out there um, written by Patrick Basham and uh, if you want to take a look at it just just Google Patrick Basham and Statistics and Biden Victory, and it'll pop up there right there on the top. And uh, you, you can take a look at this, but it's very, it's, it's just crazy. I'll read another paragraph here. Um, the 2020 election uh, for Trump uh, secured roughly 11 million more votes than Trump did in this 2016 presidential bid. Um, Basham also noted that metrics four years ago strongly indicated a win for Trump and that it was the case again for 2020. He said, quote, if you look at the results, you see how Donald Trump improved his national performance over 2016 by almost 20%. No incumbent president has ever lost a re-election bid if he's increased his total votes. Obama went down by 3.5 million votes between 2008 and 2012 but still won comfortably. So again, Obama got less votes than he did, and then he still won over, what was it, over Romney, right? So so where are we now with this? I mean, Trump gets more votes than he ever did. He got to 74 million and he loses? I don't, <laughs> do you even get that? Yeah, I mean, that doesn't make any sense. So get this. So the Edison estimates from the Expo data, they said that Trump's share of black votes increased by four points to, from, to 12% from 8%. So he increased the number of black voters he had, and yet he still loses? Biden's, Biden got less than 90% of the black vote and he wins? I don't understand that. I mean, do, I, mean it, I, I just don't. How can that happen? Um, Exit polls show that 26% of Trump's votes came from non-white voters this year, a growth of 21% since 2016. Yet he still lost. So if, we are, so if we are to accept that Biden won against the trend of all these non-polling metrics, it not only means that one of these metrics were, in, were inaccurate for the first time ever, it means that one of these metrics were wrong for the first time and at the same time for all of the others. So it just doesn't make any sense. I don't, I don't see it. Just from the eye test, I don't see it. I don't see how Georgia can go blue. Um, I have friends who live in Georgia. They're all around there. They're even in Atlanta, and they said there's so many blacks there that support Trump. I even think really that California went to Trump. And why do I think that? Well, I have a friend there who lives in, who lives over there in Koreatown or by Koreatown, and she goes there and she sees Trump flags everywhere, and she sees she sees the little pop up tents, and what were they selling? Trump Trump goods, like Trump hats, Trump shirts, Trump everything. Nothing for Biden. Now, <laughs> there, Trump's, Trump's um, I guess, uh, Trumpism was so popular, people could make a living selling pirated Trump goods over there in California on the sidewalk. Not Biden stuff, Trump stuff. So that must tell you something, right? I mean, they're selling fake Chinese ads, fake, fake everything, fake shirts. These are, these are not official campaign material stuff. It's all fake stuff. But nothing for Biden, and if you take a look over in California, you saw Biden parades and everywhere over in Beverly Hills, just the entire streets were just flooded, just with MAGA supporters, right? Just MAGA rallies that were popping up by themselves organically without Trump. There was no Trump in California. He didn't do one. He didn't do one campaign rally there, but all of these like organic rallies were popping up everywhere in Huntington Beach, over there in, over there in San Francisco, over there in Beverly Hills. Over there in Berkeley, out of all places in Berkeley, <laughs> you know, so it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you, know, you can do the statistics stuff, which this guy did, which that doesn't make any sense. And then you can do the eye test. What in the world is going on here? Oh, here's some big news. I'll close off with this. So I made a report, and I found this. I was, I'm not sure if it was leaked to me, but someone wrote this to me an email, and uh, he said that. Um, the Biden Biden's team, they were so nervous that um, that no one was going to show up on his inauguration day, and that that um, that entire pres- you know that entire area in front of the White House on his n- inauguration day was going was to be filled with Trump supporters, and the optics would just look horrible because Trump supporters would be everywhere, and there would be zero Biden supporters, and it would look as though Biden did not get elected legitimately, the optics they said, and they were very scared of this, and, they, were, and they, they said that they were thinking about canceling the entire inauguration because of this. Well, guess what? That happened. So now, right now, if Biden gets in, there will be no inauguration out there, and they're using COVID, again, COVID as the ruse to say why they can't have it out there. So his, his inauguration would be done virtually, all over the internet, again. It's not going to be down there because, you know what, no one's going to drive across the country to see Biden. You know, he'll get, he'll get, what, 20 people there to show, 20 people. So, you know, it's, it's, um, it's not going to be anything like where Biden, where, where Obama got like, you know, a lot of people, or Trump got a lot of people. It's, it's not going to be like that. The 80 million people, I, I, I doubt there'll be 800 people that would show up to his inauguration because it's all a lie. All a hundred percent lie. Now I tell you what, you know, Democrats are not against people getting together. They're not. They said nothing when Black Lives Matter got together. Nothing, absolutely, absolutely nothing. They say nothing when Chaz, all these, all these um, um, Chaz zones that pop up, right? These autonomous zones, wannabe Chazes. They they pop up and they say nothing. Go ahead, pop up, riot, do all, all those things. And there's, and people show up by the tens of thousands and the Democrats will say, well, that's, you know, they're all for it. They're all for it. Right. But they won't show up for Biden. That's hundred percent sure. They'll show up for black lives matter and Antifa or to, or to rate a target, you know, to get a new PlayStation five, but they're not going to show up to like, say, Hey, Joe Biden is our president. Cause they don't believe any of that. They're not for that at all. So, well, guys, this is where I'll end it today. It was really good talking to you. I hope you enjoyed it. I will be here tomorrow. We'll talk about more politics, probably hopefully some barbecue. I think I want to tell you how to make a good prime rib, by the way, and we'll get into some movie reviews as well. But um, that's about it for today, and thanks for hanging around.